Welcome to The Truth About Taxes and Retirement. This podcast is brought to you by SavingYouTaxes.com and hosted by Jay Barry Watts. As an advanced tax strategist and enrolled agent federally licensed by the IRS, Barry is uniquely qualified to go deeper into the Internal Revenue Code than most accountants. He understands and interprets its provisions explaining how they'll help you reduce income taxes you owe so you can direct that previously wasted tax money into tax-free accounts that you can enjoy in your retirement years. Now, on today's episode... What will taxes be like for you in retirement? Have you ever thought about that? If you saved all that money in 401k and other retirement accounts and you got a tax break for doing it, what will happen when you retire and start taking that money out? What kind of taxes will you have to pay then? Will taxes be higher? What if we told you that there were some people with good incomes who would be in the 0% tax bracket in retirement? Well, that's what you're going to learn about today on The Truth About Taxes and Retirement. Hello, I'm Barry Watts, your host, a retirement designer with the investment advisory firm Wealthcare and the founder of American Tax Strategies, brought to you on the web at www.savingyoutaxes.com. And yes, Patrice, people can and do retire in the 0% tax bracket. Now, you might or might not be able to achieve the 0% bracket, but probably one-third of our clients do achieve the 0% bracket. And if you can do it, we want to help you get there. And if you can't get there, well, then let's get you to the lowest tax bracket possible. That's what we're going to talk about on this edition of The Truth About Taxes and Retirement. But before we do, let me help you with the philosophy that drives how we practice financial planning, why we design tax strategies for our clients, and really in the larger context, the big why behind the philosophy that drives our practice. We, my team and I, are conservatives. Fiscally, socially, economically, we are unabashed conservatives, and that makes us politically conservative as well. And the way we manage money is conservative. So you might see a theme emerging here. We are conservatives managing money conservatively for conservatives. That's who we are, and it's what we do. Now, understand this. We'll manage money for anyone. In fact, uh, I used to have a client who is a publicly out loud political liberal, a member of the local Democrat Central Committee. And I asked him one time why he came to me, and he said, well, I want a Democrat running the country, but I want a Republican managing my money. I thought that was a hilarious quote, but really, isn't it interesting? And aren't there lots of different ways that we can unpack that and think about what he was saying? So um, I want to emphasize that you don't have to be a conservative to work with us, but I just wanted to share a trigger warning that says that I'm a conservative and that conservative philosophy leaks through in how we approach tax planning and retirement design for our clients. So if you're allergic to conservative philosophy, then this might be a good time to switch to a different podcast. Now, having set the stage, let me tell you about something that happened to me just yesterday. I was in Minneapolis, Minnesota, in the Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport. MSP is the airport code there. I was waiting for a plane, and the announcement came over the loudspeaker. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention? The president has issued an executive order requiring you to... 
Wait, 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 wait. The president has issued an order requiring me to do something. The president is now issuing orders. That's not what presidents do. That's not how America works. If the president wants to order his staff to do something within his domain, the executive branch will have at it more power to him. If he wants to order the military to do something, that's absolutely fine. He is the commander in chief. But we are free citizens, not subjects. You know, the major difference is the subjects of a king take orders, but citizens exercise rights. And so here's my big concern with how that announcement was made. This isn't about wearing masks. I was wearing one when the announcement was made, you know, because you do have to wear masks in airports. And it's not about taking shots because I've had the shot. It's about something much larger than this. It's about Americans not understanding their personal power and agency. And as an American citizen, you are a free moral agent. You do not serve a king. Yet whoever wrote that announcement obviously had no understanding of who they are as an American citizens and of who we are as people. The president has issued an order requiring baloney. Bull feathers, perhaps, would be a better word. <laughs> I didn't serve in the military, Patrice. I thank our listeners, though, for their service if they did. But I think that those of us who use our work in the economy and who live in the community have a role to play in preserving our way of life. And that role is to recognize our responsibilities and exercise them judiciously as citizens. And one of those responsibilities is to recognize when government oversteps its bounds and to call it out, to push back and say no, and to turn to the Constitution and point out when government is exceeding its authority. And I will assure you, the president has issued an executive order requiring you is an example of a usurpation of authority over your agency as a citizen. We are free. We don't take orders from a king. Early in the organizing of our country, there was a move to make George Washington king. And Washington rejected the idea of being a king. Ultimately, the founding fathers settled on a form of government called a republic, not a democracy, but a republic. It's important you know the difference. And if you don't, you ought to Google it and spend some time learning about that. Because in a republic, we have a president who's elected from the people, by the people, a president who leads and manages the country through authority delegated to him by the people. So he can't order the people around. So in wrapping up my diatribe, I want to say to you, you're a free person. It's okay to say no to Joe. It's okay to exercise your freedom. Don't subordinate your freedom to any elected official. Don't ever surrender your freedom. Regularly emphasize to those you elect that they hold their position temporarily only because the people have chosen them. And those same people can and will unchoose them if the power goes to their head. And what do we do with a government that is run amok with power? Well, one strategy is to choke off its oxygen. And what oxygen does a government that's running away with itself breathe? Money in the form of taxes. So we're now back to the idea of legally reducing taxes through smart strategies that are in the tax code, which 
can be followed so as to result in your achieving the 0% tax bracket in retirement. All right. Well, that was quite the preamble here, Barry. How, how does all this work? <laughs> well, thanks for letting me go off on that diatribe because I, I, I think it was important and it certainly comes from my heart. Anybody can achieve the 0% tax bracket, Patrice. Now, for some people, it may not be practical to get there. And I say anybody. Well, there are a few exceptions, and, and I want to begin to unpack those. I, I would tell you about a third of our clients achieve the 0% tax bracket. And let's start by understanding who can't get there. If you have a pension of over approximately $69,000 and you're married or $46,000 single, well, you won't be able to achieve the 0% tax bracket. So for you, it's about getting to the lowest bracket possible, which is probably going to be the 10%, maybe 15% bracket. But everyone else. How many people have a pension now anyway? Well, not not too many comparatively. Yeah. Although interestingly enough, uh, when I'm doing public workshops, often I will ask uh, people to raise their hand and tell me how many have a pension. And I would say about 20% of our audiences really? still have pensions. Yeah. And that's out here in the Hinterlands, in the flyover states in Springfield. So, you know, I'm, I'm a little surprised by that. I'm sure if we were giving this workshop in a military community or in uh, around Washington, D.C. or someplace like that, we would have a much higher group of people who have uh, those pensions because pensions have mostly gone away. So if you have a pension, you're hitting those numbers, 69,000 married, 46,000 single on pension income alone, then you're probably not going to get to the 0% bracket. We'll probably just get you to 10 or 15%, but everybody else could get to 0% if they choose to do so. Now, there are some people who simply don't want to do that because of some things that really are too large for us to unpack in this podcast. And that's perfectly fine. I'm just the messenger to help people understand that they can do this and uh, to help people get to the lowest bracket that is possible. And so here's how we do it. First, you have to understand there are three types of money, three types of money when we're speaking of taxes. I like to call these the tax bucket. Mm -hmm. Now, the first tax bucket is what we call the taxable bucket. The money is taxed before it goes into the bucket. While it stays in the bucket and is invested in earning, it's taxed while it's earning. And then when you take it out of the bucket, it's taxed when it comes out of the bucket, taxed early and taxed often. And so this is money that your W-2 money would be considered in this. Anything you've got in the bank where you're getting a 1099 at the end of the year would be considered in this. If you've got a, a mutual fund account or a brokerage account or you inherited money from mom and dad, it's probably in this particular bucket. You won the lottery, it'd be in this bucket. So that's the taxable bucket. Now, in your mind, I want you to move to the second spot over over in the middle. And there is the tax deductible bucket. So bucket number two is tax deductible. Mm -hmm. You get a tax deduction when you put the money in and it grows tax deferred. So you don't pay any taxes on that money while it's growing. And the bait to get you to put money in this bucket is that you get a tax deduction when you put the money in. And so the money grows tax-free, or I'm sorry, tax-deferred. Mm -hmm. And when you take it out, then someday you will pay taxes at ordinary income tax rates instead of preferred capital gains tax rates. And who knows what that rate will be by the time you take that money out. And so that second bucket, the tax deductible bucket, that's where IRAs and 401ks fall in. And that's where most people have the majority of their money. So there are three buckets. The first bucket, Patrice, do you remember what it is? Taxable, totally taxable. That's right. And the second bucket is tax deferred. Mm -hmm. 
And the third bucket that almost nobody has anything in is the tax-free bucket. So what's in there? What's in there? Well, it's money that's already had all the taxes paid on it. And once you put the money into this bracket bucket, then it will grow tax-free and it will provide tax-free income. And you don't even, it doesn't even trigger taxation of social security. And, and so the simple understanding is this, that if all of your money were coming from the third bucket, the tax-free bucket, then you wouldn't pay any taxes on any of the money coming out of that bucket as income in retirement. So these now, are Roth IRAs? Roth IRA? Roth IRA would be an yeah. example of that. Yes. Or a Roth conversion where you take a 401k and you convert it to an IRA. So anything that has that word Roth attached is in the tax-free bucket. But there's something else that we sometimes kind of call super Roth IRAs because of the way the tax code treats them. They're called LERP plans. Mm-hmm. LERP plans. Some specially designed contracts with life insurance companies that actually allow you to grow your money at market rates of return and to get that money out at in tax-free ways. And so what we want to encourage people to begin thinking about and understanding that they can do is you can begin moving money from bucket number one down to bucket number three. You can begin moving money from bucket number two, tax deductible, down to bucket number three, tax free. Now, along the way, you're going to have to cleanse this money of taxes. Which because means paying taxes now. Yeah, the way you've been holding your money, you've been accruing this tax. And we can't just magically make that tax disappear in most cases. Occasionally, we run into an interesting case where we can do that. But I'm not going to hold out bait and make you think that you're one of the special cases. But you might be. You never know. So you have to cleanse it of taxes now because of the way you've been holding it. And then you move it into that third bucket, the tax-free bucket. And that's the bucket that will be tax-free in the future and that can help you get to the 0% tax bracket. Now, is there a limit on what you can put in that third bucket? Because it sounds awfully enticing. Well, the answer is yes and no. There really aren't any limits. You can put in as much as you want. It's always yeah, how well, you yeah, it depends. You know, and I, I haven't even gone to law school, but I've already learned to say it depends. You know, there are some simple rules that you must follow. And those rules put some limits on you. Now, Patrice, here's something you want to do. Anytime the government is limiting something, you want to ask, why would they limit it? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I think it's because it's too good for you and not so good for the government. So they they have limits (laughs) on how much you're allowed to put into each of these buckets and certainly into the tax-free bucket. But then there are some technical bypass rules that you need to know of that will allow you to get around those rules and that effectively mean you can transfer an unlimited amount of money into the tax-free bucket. I have people all the time who tell me, no, Barry, I don't have a Roth because I don't qualify for a Roth. Everybody qualifies for a Roth. And you have done a podcast on that. I did, in fact. And we talked about going in the front door, going in the back door. Indeed. Grandma's in the doilies. That's right. Grandma was at the back door where her kitchen is. We have the parson or the politician come in through the front door and sit in the proper front room. So you may not be allowed to come through the front door because we don't want kids messing up the front room, you know, but everybody's allowed to come through the back door. And the back door is available to everyone in their backdoor Roth IRAs. Now, now, when you get all your money down into the tax-free bucket, if you're able to do that, then here's what your income is going to look like in retirement. First of all, you're going to have income from Roth IRAs, and Roth IRA income is tax-free. Then 
If you've done Roth 401ks, meaning while you're working, you're contributing to a 401k, but you're putting the money into the Roth side of the 401k. And did you know you can do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if your plan offers a Roth option, and if your plan doesn't offer a Roth option, you should punch pause right now and pick up the phone and call your human resources department and say, does our plan offer a Roth option? And if the answer is no, you can't use a Roth, then you need to say, why not? And when they mumble about how well you're bothering us and we don't want to talk to you, you should casually mention to them that their competitor across town who's hiring and paying more for the same job you're doing right now for them has a a 401k that has a Roth option to it because Roth options are extremely beneficial. And if your employer doesn't have one, your employer is behind and they need a swift kick in the seat to get up with the program. Now, realize this, Patrice. If you put your money into the Roth side of your 401k, your employer, if they're making a match, the match that is coming into the 401k from the employer will still go into the traditional side. It's not the Roth side. I did not know that. It would go into the bucket number two side. So you would have a 401k that really had some bucket three and some bucket number two in it. And that's because if you think about it, it makes perfect sense. When the employer gives you a match, Well, the employer is getting to deduct that match. So the government is not getting tax money on that because it was a deduction for the employer. So the employer wants to be sure somebody pays the taxes. And who's going to pay the taxes? You are. The participant is. So that even goes back to the notion that uh, when, when 401ks first came into being now over a generation ago, they were designed really to take the burden off of employers and to put the burden onto the employees when pensions went away. And uh, so it's just something to think about how that yeah. all fits together. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're thinking, though, at this moment, Patrice, about how you get retirement income and what it will look like. And so we said anything that's in your Roth IRA will be tax free. Anything that is in a Roth 401k that you've been accumulating in over the years as you worked will be tax free. If you have done Roth conversions, that's where you take a traditional IRA or a traditional 401k and you cleanse it of taxes and move the money over into a Roth account, a bucket number three account. Anything that you've converted will be tax free. If let's say that over the years you've had money in bucket number one because you inherited some money or you won the lottery or you you just been saving extra money or whatever, and maybe you're directing that money into a LERP plan down in bucket number three. And now when you retire, you take income from your LERP. I'm, I'm going to retire and have about 100000 a year coming from my LERP. And that $100,000 will be all tax free. Go ahead, brag. <laughs> well, the brag's on the tax-free part, you know, <laughs> you know, because I know people who have a lot more than 100000 and I know people who are going to have a lot less, and that's just a function of the work we've done and how much, how much money we've had. And actually, it's really a function of how soon you start it. Oh, my yes. goodness. If I had the sense to start it when I was in my 20s, of course, I didn't have any money when I was in my 20s. Now, see, that's the problem. You don't have the money to fund the good ideas when you're young. Well, but what you, you should be teaching- 
Well, yes, find some and get yourself started. And you should be teaching your kids and your grandkids that their money needs to be going into the Roth side. In fact, you should share with them this podcast and other podcasts that we've done. Go to our website, www.savingyoutaxes.com. That's savingyoutaxes.com. In the upper right-hand corner, there's a big green button there that says podcast. And you can click on that button. It'll take you to the menu or the the library, I guess I should call it, of Mm -hmm. podcasts that we've done. And you can just start at the first one and listen all the way through if you wanted to do that. And you you would begin to understand the body of knowledge that we have in regard to tax saving. And uh, then you would understand a lot more about tax-free income and your kids and grandkids would understand a lot more about it as well. And then one of the things from it, that's the whole point. Yeah, of course. I mean, we don't want you to listen just to listen. Gee, what a boring, terrible way to spend your time. Because I recognize there are more exciting things to do than listen to Barry's podcast. No, there are not. uh, I try to juice it up as much as I possibly can. (laughs) But there's only so much you can do. I mean, look at my topic. I see those people who are podcasting, you know, about sex and things like that. And I'm like, now that seems like that would be a topic people would be more interested in listening to. (laughs) But what do I get? Well, I got handed the option of podcasting on taxes. Isn't it exciting? So the whole idea here, Patrice, is to get tax-free income out of bucket number three. Now, by the way, what if you have a pension? Is there any way of sidestepping the tax on your pension? There is. And let me tell you about it. Most pensions give you an offer when you retire to either take a pension, a monthly check, or to take a lump sum. And if you take a lump sum then you can convert that lump sum through a Roth conversion over to a bucket number tax, bucket number three tax-free Roth conversion, and you won't have to pay any taxes on the pension either. How nice. about that? Nice. Now, people say, well, you know, I don't know if I'd want to take my pension as a lump sum. Oh, really? Really? Well, now let's think about it a moment. Think about all the countries that uh, companies rather that you've seen go down. Some countries uh-huh. have gone down too. What if you worked as an employee of the state of Illinois and your pension plan belonged to the state of Illinois or the state of California, by the way, where two pension plans, CalPERS and I, I, I can't remember what Illinois' plan is called. I want to think it might be IPERS. Those those two plans are both struggling greatly and we're seeing big employers you know like the 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 big three motor companies general motors and those folks we've seen over the year but some of the big employers have to say you know we told you we'd give you this much pension but we're running out of money so we're going to have to cut the amount of pension that you're going to receive well if you take the lump sum you will never have to worry about the company going belly up and your pension disappearing plus think about inflation Well, you get to then manage how the money grows. And as the money grows, then you can take larger and larger income streams. And some pensions come with an inflation adjustment on them, and some of them don't. But the point is, you probably can manage it better than they can. You know, if you leave it to the company to manage your pension, you know what they do? They just pick up the phone, call some guy like me. And they say, hey, we've got X bazillion dollars and we want you to manage this for all of our people. And generally, they hire an insurance company to do the administration on it. So the same thing that your monster big company can do with hundreds of millions of dollars, we can do with your account. And But you can do it in your name, not in the company's name. Mm-hmm. So, so the pension rollover is safe is the point. 
If you take that as a lump sum, you can convert it to tax-free income. So, Patrice, let's rehearse here. If you've got Roth money, it's tax-free. Roth IRA, tax-free. Roth 401k, tax-free. Roth conversion, tax-free. LERP, tax-free. Income from pensions, if it's been taken in a lump sum and converted to Roth, is tax-free. So, what's left? The only other income source that really exists is going to be your social security. And so then the question is, well, is my social security going to be taxable? Well, in order to figure that out, the IRS has a a way of doing this and they have a formula and their formula is called provisional income, provisional income, or I like to call it the calculation we do to figure out if your social security will be taxable. <laughs> so maybe the government actually did us a favor there because they use the word provisional income, whereas I was using the calculation that the government does to determine if your social security will be taxable. It's a little more confusing. But here's what they do in the provisional income calculation. They take all of your income sources, your W-2s, your K-1s. K-1s come if you own a company or you're a part owner in a company or a corporate kind of thing. 1099s from the banks or the brokerage accounts, uh, withdrawals from any bucket two tax deferred IRAs that you might have or 401ks. They take all that and add it up and they mix into it then one half of your social security. One half? Yeah, one half. I don't know. It's the government. I have no clue where that came from. But think about it. If everything has been converted to bucket number, dead gummit, I had that fixed. You saw me reaching for my phone because I knew she was going to call and I forgot. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> that it rang through on my laptop and I don't know how you stopped that. So uh, we'll pause and mm-hmm. kind of start again. If everything in bucket number one has been converted to bucket number three tax-free, and if everything in bucket number two has been converted to bucket number three tax-free, then the only thing left to be counted as provisional income is one half of Social Security. And nobody has enough Social Security income. So that half of it would be over that $69,000 per couple, $46,000 per individual number. So in that case, that person would be in the 0% tax bracket. All of their income would be free from income taxes. That is a beautiful formula. It really is. I wish I could get more people to listen, pay attention. You know, it's interesting. You work for 40 years, serving the man, as they say. You grind it out, pay the taxes every year. Obediently, you show up on April the 15th. You send your tax money in once a quarter. And you get so conditioned to that, that when somebody comes along and says, free at last, free at last. I'm trying to mimic Martin Luther King here. How could I do that? Yeah, I think you just did. It's okay. Well, I know where he goes with that. But I was trying to turn it into tax free, and 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 by the way, he was he was touting something that that's at a higher level. I'll give mm-hmm. him credit for that. But the but the whole point is zero percent. You can have a zero percent tax bracket in retirement if you'll just do a little planning. And so every week we have people who come to see us for the first time. Or maybe they live across the country, so they can't come to see us. We actually see them through Zoom. 
or they call us on the telephone. They want tax-free income in retirement, and we help them move toward the 0% tax bracket. And so if that's what you'd like to do, my dear listening friend, well, we're happy to help you. Go to our website, savingyoutaxes.com, and click the Connect button. It'll provide you a way that you can send an email. It'll provide you a phone number where you can call our office directly. And however you choose to reach out to us, well, then someone from our team will reach back out to you. They'll schedule a time for you and me to talk personally. And we'll explore together whether we can help you get to the 0% tax bracket and exactly what steps we need to take to get you there. Now, Patrice, here's an interesting little factoid for you. People oftentimes when I'm talking to them, they're across the country, and I've had this happen multiple times. When they hear me on the other end of the phone, they'll say, well, 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 my goodness, I, I never dreamed I was really going to get to talk to you. Yeah, I'm the guy. I mean, I'm the guy. This is what I do. You're going to get to talk to me. We hand people off to other team members for a variety of things. But in determining whether or not our listeners qualify and what will be the best strategies for them, I actually do that work myself. You are the man. I am the man for that kind of stuff. And uh, so you need just need to know up front that I'm the guy you're going to get to talk to ultimately, uh, for better or for worse. You better be careful. You're going to get a fan club here. Well, they're going to start calling you just to talk to you on the phone. Yeah, I doubt that. We do have people who are hired to filter that stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm busy. You know, I'm doing the podcast. I'm meeting with clients. So, so we, you know, if somebody else can handle the call, they do. But the tax planning side, I really focus on, on taking care of that personally myself. And what I'm aware of, and I'm trying to communicate to our listeners, is that as taxes go higher, to pay for decades of unrestrained government spending, which is the problem, ladies and gentlemen. Well, you can get your money out of the way of the impending doom from the coming tax train that's rolling down the tracks. And the truth about taxes and retirement is designed to help you understand and connect the dots so you can live a tax-free retirement. Because remember, no matter how good you are at saving through your 401k and your IRA for retirement, and no matter how good you are at picking the best investments for your assets, when it comes to retirement, if you don't get the taxes right, nothing else matters. Thank you for listening to The Truth About Taxes and Retirement Podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of SavingYouTaxes.com. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for professional tax and investment advice. Always seek the advice of your own qualified advisor with any questions you may have regarding taxes and investing.